Oh, it's a ridiculous time we live in, people. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, I mean, we're going to get the iPhone and it's all going to Yes, it'll take care of it all. It's going to fix everything. <laughs> it'll kill the murder hornets. It'll get rid of uh, COVID-19 and we'll have a new president. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Zach Hamburg. Today is Thursday, May 28th, and you're listening to Exancast, the technical podcast on technology and media. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4. Today, I'm joined by Bailey Burchett. Hello, hello. And Mark Smith. Oh, hey. Let's get started. So, gentlemen, what's on your mind? So, uh, the first thing that I think I want to talk about, we kind of hinted this on Episode 3. I wanted to go back in time once again. That's just not like the current motif of season one is going back in time. <laughs> I might as well call this the time travel season. Exactly. See, I got to imagine that if our listeners, when they listen to season one, they don't just get caught up on who we are collectively as a people. I don't know what they'll pull from this. <laughs> Besides that, I'm an idiot. <laughs> just remember, this was our past and and uh the future is better than our past right always as always so you know i was uh kind of curious i started thinking how are we gonna know when season one is over with (laughs) is it end of the year or what are we going to use to delineate a new season yeah, you know, cut it off in 10 episodes. Call it, good. Uh, yeah, ten episodes. Call it yeah, 10 episodes in a season. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, think I was just kind of curious. I was thinking of just about that the other day. I was thinking, oh, you know, we're using seasons and episodes. What will we use to delineate our seasons? But yeah, 10 episodes sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Round it off. 10. Nice <laughs> round number. Did the fans get to you, Mr. Burchett? Did they, uh, were they complaining online? Uh, no, no, it's just a ponderance of my mind. <laughs> just kidding. No one complains about us. No one complains. <laughs> no one complains. Um, so I want to paint a very distant past of waiting in line for the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. And this really is going to tie in with the evolution of the iPhone as a whole. But I just wanted to touch on this just for a second because I'm going to go back to the iPhone 1. Mm-hmm. Now, did any of us have the first iPhone? No. No. <laughs> no. Damn, we lusted after, yep. <laughs> lusted after it. I will say two-thirds of this podcast members lusted after it because I did not. I, I had heard of what? it. Now, now hold serious? on. I, I, I am serious. I'm 100% this serious. This blew my socks off, man. <laughs> I, it's going to completely blow everyone aside but i didn't really think about it because you have to think about this i lived in a very rural area i was on a midwest carrier so there was no there was no even back thought of getting an iphone where i was i was on a parent's plan i didn't have a job so i guess i just kind of pushed it to the back of my mind it was this foreign thing on some other carrier that didn't support my state so why think about it? Um, although I know you guys did. Zach, give me your first impressions. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like the the skies had parted and, you know, the choir was singing down. It was amazing. 
like the first iPhone. Like, yeah. can, and that was just right around the time Zach was getting into the Mac too, and Apple yeah. big in the news because even non-technical papers and everything had articles about the iPhone. Yeah, it was front page news for a long time. <laughs> weeks after its announcement it was so revolutionary like it's incredible i thinking about watching the keynote years down the road like i say once again rural area i was very young at this time i think i was it came out in 2009 didn't it uh 2007 when they announced it eight before it yeah january 2007 yeah it was in 07 yep now, so we none of us had the original iPhone. We lost it after it. After that came the iPhone 3G. Now, Which I had. <laughs> Zach did have. Yep, that was my first iPhone. I remember the day I got it, too, November 15th, 2008. <laughs> really? <laughs> In yeah. Iowa City at the AT&T store. Yep, Coral Ridge Mall. Oh, God. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If you had given an option... Uh, to get the iPhone, if to pre-order it, would you have that iPhone? Uh, I mean, probably, but, you know, uh, back in the day, there was the experience of the lines. Like, it was part of a community experience. Yes. And it was just kind of fun being around uh, people that had the same ideas and same interests as you, and you could, like, meet it, just random strangers in line and just have a conversation about things that you were interested in. And just discuss what you were most excited about in the new iPhone or the iPad or any one of those things. Um, nowadays, we have it easy. It's <laughs> back in those times, Seriously. it was a little more communal, I, fe- I feel. so. Yeah, I feel like we've kind of lost out on that a lot, don't you think? A little bit. I mean, now that you can reserve anything and just have it like shipped to your door and, you know, you kind of lose a little of the magic. Um, it's just instant gratitude. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's like a palpable moment. You're just standing there in anticipation. Like, come on, come on, <laughs> let me have it already. You know. <laughs> then, no, uh, I, the, before, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say. Then the gates open. Then we all rush the place like <laughs> mad people and say, "Shut up and take our money." <laughs> now, I want to before we move over to the next iPhone, which is iPhone 3GS. I want mm-hmm. to hear exclusively from Bailey. On one subject, Bailey, when you saw Zach get his iPhone 3G, of course, you did not have an iPhone this time, correct? Nope. Tell us how jealous you were in words, and do not be afraid to cuss. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty sweet. Because um, well, we had the iP- We had the iPod Touch. Which, mm-hmm. which kind of sated me, but you had to have a flip phone and an iPod Touch. And Zach was finally able to combine the two devices and have one nice device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the iPod Touch, I remember I was just on my iMac one night. I was like, oh, let's go to Apple.com and see what's up. And then I think that was the actual date they had announced the iPod Touch. And it was there. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I can finally get one of these things. Yep. <laughs> that was, oh, that was an amazing time, the yeah. iPod Touch. Yeah. It let us taste the magic of the iPhone without um, being wedded yeah, to a carrier. US, or yeah, like uh, <laughs> singular at the time, or then what became the Death Star. And, yes, yeah, that's right. So, I remember singular. Yeah. 
So I want to say about the time the 3GS came out, I had started to pay more attention to the iPhone because it was getting, like you guys said, it was getting a lot of news. But it mm-hmm. still really wasn't on the top of my radar. And I'm shameful to say that I did have a Windows phone at the time. <laughs> and if you had argued with me back then, I would have tried to argue the merits of how much better the Windows phone was. <laughs> now, I will, I will it was say, an HTC, right? Obvious, if I remember, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> Which was, was, was eaten up by Google. Yeah. Windows, well, it's just, if anything I'm really happy about, it's that Windows Mobile survived and is thriving now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> no one correct me. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> Push, push. Oh, it's dead. <laughs> the, just, just go ask Steve Ballmer how well that went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the iPhone 3GS, and that was the one Bailey had joined on, right? Yep. Yep, that I had the, the 3GS. So Personal video, out? I'll add. Yep. Yep, yep, that's right. A <laughs> little so faster processor and video. And that was and the, the one that just launched oh, yep, the Apple compass. store, wasn't it? Or was that the but, iPhone 4 that they launched the Apple's the App Store? Uh, it was in the days before then, if I remember right, because we had the iPod Touches, didn't we? Yeah, when they had, I remember when they first had just web apps. That's um, right. Yeah, they launched. Just, the, just get yep. a website and then bookmark it onto your page, and that was a web app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which you can still then, do. Yeah, yep. isn't that crazy that something from the original operating system you can still do that now? Yep. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, believe it or not, at the time Steve Jobs isn't so happy about you know native apps. He thought <laughs> they might ruin the iPhone. So then we had web apps. <laughs> so uh, after the iPhone 3GS, it was the iPhone 4. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, now it's funny about the iPhone 4, you guys got it day one, am I right? Zach did. Zach yeah. Got his that, so this was in the days when you were locked into a two year contract, and I was right. stuck with my 3GS. And I, I got the 4 by buying it off of Zach when he wanted to early upgrade to the 4S, which has yeah. Siri. Yeah, 4S was the first one that had Siri. <laughs> Now, see, that, I didn't get my iPhone 4 right away. I remember this as a funny anecdote. Um, we were in college, and mm-hmm. I had just gotten off of my family plan um, <laughs> to get uh, the iPhone, believe it or not, as behest of Bailey Burchett. And I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure I'm getting this right. Bailey, you might remember some of this story, that when I went to buy the iPhone 4, I had done a credit check with I think it was at the Apple store mm-hmm. and I had like a huge down deposit and I was wondering why because I didn't really have anything on credit I didn't have any credit I think was the real problem <laughs> <laughs> and so I called AT&T you know, the only option possible uh-huh. and uh, they said yeah, we don't know what's going on you're approved on the AT&T side, so it was effectively the Apple Store's portal that was going to charge me, like, I guess $400 for a mm-hmm. four-year contract. And I remember 
weird because he'd never heard of that before at the time. Yep. <laughs> and so we just went, what was it? I think it was like 100 feet uh, to an AT&T store at Jordan Creek Mall, and we had gotten it there, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Does, that, does, that remember, does that ring true, Bailey? Yep. Yeah. That sounds right to me. And I can tell you, that was my, so that was my first iPhone. And it didn't change my life at all, and it was not remarkable in any way. <laughs> Are you being facetious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I remember feeling a sense of elation when I had first gotten it, because you guys remember the iPhone 4 was the first screen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You guys can't see it on the uh, audio stream, but he actually has a video of me opening my first iPhone. <laughs> Young Marcus unboxing his iPhone 4. Please send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I could delete it. <laughs> so I could delete it. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember having this sense of elation because I had never seen a product like that where you could uh, combine so many things from our childhood into one product, a music player, a navigation device, because in cars, people had GPSs and they used to have CD players and MP3 players before that. And even with the iPod Touch, you didn't really get that sense of putting everything all together until you added the iPhone, for me personally. Yeah. So then Zach got the iPhone 4. He got that on early upgrade, as Bailey said earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first one with Siri. Yep. Now, before we move on too awful much, I do want to make one iPhone 4 that nothing since that, my first iPhone, and I'm not biased in any way at all, has been as good design-wise in the iPhone realm. <laughs> and you no. can't argue. Well, I think Zach and I can argue it some. I, <laughs> I know it's can. your your favorite, but the the iPhone 10 was a big design change. It was. It was huge. 10th anniversary iPhone. <laughs> Who gives a shit? They oh added God. extra extra dollar signs onto it. Yeah. <laughs> OLED screen, face that ID. That was the main innovation. The extra dollar signs. Yeah. <laughs> because it costs more. And showed no, it that was... we could charge more for a phone. Oh my god. I, I will I will concede the point. It had some amazing technology that the, the four didn't have. But so we had iPhone 4S, we had the iPhone 5, which now was not a major redesign in a fraction of what the iPhone 10 was. Mm-hmm. Um it, what was the big features? The, the big thing with the five that I immediately noticed was the weight, though, compared to the four. Yeah. <laughs> Just how much lighter was it? Went from the stainless steel band to the aluminum. Metal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So the iPhone 5, and we all had that one, didn't we? Or did we wait? Did one of us mm-hmm. wait for the iPhone 5S? No. The... No, Okay. I can't remember, because I think we mostly stayed towards major upgrades, didn't we? Yeah, I think up yeah, until try, the I got, time. After I got onto the normal cycle, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> up until the time. Guys, <laughs> I don't know if you guys that, know this. The program that. came into being. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a quantitative shift in, in the number <laughs> of iPhones you could get. 
you know, <laughs> you get one every year now. So <laughs> some of us can. <laughs> Join us on the dark side. Side. <laughs> I can't afford the dark side. <laughs> we have cookies. Should let that marmalade. <laughs> oh, marmalade! <laughs> that we think if you drink it will force you to commit adultery. <laughs> you don't have to force me. <laughs> oh well then. <laughs> So that was iPhone 4, iPhone 5. iPhone uh-huh. 5S was... I don't think... Did we skip that one and just go right to the 6 when it came out? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I never got the, the 5S, no. And um, to our credibility, well, this was still on the time of two-year contract, so if you had signed a contract with the 5, then you would just get the 6 after the minor upgrade. That would be when your contract was over, so that's when you get the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the iPhone six came around, and I want to say I did have that one with you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty What's sure the you big, had that one. There was the big like knockout features in the six. There was a little breed as larger display. Yep. That was larger the killer display. feature. Yep. <laughs> yep. No question. There was the larger display that really <laughs> knocked it out of the park after so many years of having the, you know, three and a half to four inch. He finally yep. had a proper four point seven inch, and it finally got you in the same range as Android phones oh, at the time. So, and we we yeah. also did skip the iPhone C. Yep, yeah, it was just a colorful there, iPhone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, I will say, uh, at this time of the iPhone, on the 5, I think I actually started selling phones for a Walmart and then sold phones at a Target for a couple of years. So I was a lot easier to maintain uh, getting the newer iPhone as I'd gotten a discount on them. So it was the iPhone 6, 6S, and then it's the iPhone 7, which I'm not saying is old by any means of today. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that I'd use one, but it was, it was probably <laughs> the best device made in the last five years. Uh, I, I I don't know. Yeah? Do, you, do you have a dissenting opinion, Mr. Hamburg, well, I mean, to the like, device I'm currently uh, using? I mean, like, you know, it, it was pretty much a, an evolution of the 6, six for the most yeah. part. There so. wasn't a big change. Faster touch ID, which you could tell the difference. But There was yeah. a faster touch ID. Um, and there was, so there was no 7S. It just went jumped right to the 8, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, did any you guys never had the eight because the eight was launched with the ten, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was the cheaper yeah. option for the ten. Yeah. So you guys had the iPhone ten, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the iPhone ten was the first one that had seen a major redesign since the iPhone six, and so you guys have to tell me first thoughts with the iPhone ten, had it being a major redesign, and if you don't live up to it, I'm gonna think you're lying on this. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, it was a larger display OLED, mm-hmm. very close to like corner to corner. It had 
face idea gave you the notch was which was a novelty (laughs) yeah which love it or hate it it enabled this one really sweet thing called face id yep yeah (laughs) i'm hearing about this for the first time myself (laughs) (laughs) and a glass back came back to just like the forehead but we got Mm -hmm. that so that we could have wireless charging which was nice Mm mm-hmm I, you know, even though it was a glass back, it's still, like, I think when we first talked about it, you had been reminiscent of the iPhone 4 with the glass back, and I just, I didn't see it mostly because I think it was glossier. I don't know why. It it just, Um, to me, it didn't spark the recognition that I uh, I don't, I think it was about the kind of the same texture, wouldn't you say, Zach? I mean, the 11 has the new kind of frosted heel. Yeah, frosted maybe it's glass the curvature. to it. Yeah. I think it's mostly that it's set inside of. Uh, uh, no, Siri. <laughs> I've got my iPhone 11 Pro out now. I think the difference was just that the glass is inset in the band versus yep. the four where it would sit yeah. on top of the band. It protruded out, I think. Mm-hmm. It's more like an ice cream sandwich. Yep. That's the confused that's the Android like version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been rattled some mysteries on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it went back to a stainless steel band, which was nice. And it was the uh, camera system was really nice in it on the back. Um. And see what else was kind of revolutionary about it. Now, see, the iPhone 7 was the first one that adopted 4K uh, video recording. And on the Plus. Right. I think you had to go up yes, to the Plus. But it was only <laughs> 4K at 30 frames per second. Now, the iPhone 10, one you're talking about, did that have a higher frame rate? It was 4K 60? I think it was 4K 60. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was 4K 60. Yeah, I think it was 4K 60. Is what it brought about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and another killer thing about the, the 10 was the gesture system, you know, having to be implemented because the home button was completely removed. Yeah, so, so they had to add you. some extra gestures into the operating system that enhanced. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That was a big distinct, <laughs> distinction between all the other phones and had gone to the model of using the home button for so many years. So mm-hmm. kind of to rewire your brain just a little bit <laughs> to make it all work. So I will say, and then I, I had played with the iPhone 10 for quite some time as I had sold them for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't take that long to get used to. No. Yeah, I think you probably about a week. hours in, your your brain is... Retrained itself it between a couple really hours time at all. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you got like used to it within a couple hours, but then I like had no remorse or miss of Touch ID within a week. It just no. <laughs> loved how it worked, and it was just second nature. Because <laughs> the the swiping to, uh, up to unlock was really natural, but for me, it took just a little bit longer to get used to like Control Center and Notification Center being in a different spot. Yeah, I agree. It's like trying to, you know, rub your head and pat your stomach mm-hmm. and vice versa. Especially yep. if someone else hands you their iPhone. You're like, how yeah. do you do this? Yeah, and then you go back then you to go, a, yeah. a Touch ID phone. And... Yeah. <laughs> it's all the muscle memory. 
Yep. So that was the iPhone 10. And by this time, there was no longer um, two-year uh, contracts with phones. Uh, you guys got on the Apple upgrade program, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that allowed you to get the iPhone 11 when it came out. Mm-hmm. So, the, so it was the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro and the Pro Max, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the big uh, draw with that one as opposed to just keeping with the 10? Uh, yeah, we also had the 10S. But 10S, I mean, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, since iPhone 6S, we've subsequently had every iPhone since. Yep. Isn't that right? Yeah. That's so, yeah, when we hopped on. Yeah, we've I've had every iPhone since, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, for the 10S, well, it was an improved camera. Uh on there, it was just kind of an evolution. It wasn't really different from the 10 um faster processor face id was a little bit faster i think it also had stereo speakers for the first time yeah or the other one just had the faux ones to make it look symmetric they actually have stereo speakers in the (laughs) finesse yeah and then the iphone 11 came out last year and it's been a great phone since and you know you get um you know your normal 1x and then you know your 0.5x for uh you know wide angle shots it comes in handy a lot and uh then you get telephoto if you have the the pro series so um yeah it's a great phone highly recommend it for anyone who's looking at buying a new phone plus we can't forget about the little uh, surprise announcement Apple dropped on us with the SE not that long ago. Giving, uh, That's people true. That has are... been the most recent iPhone to come yeah. out. Yeah. The price was really the big shocker. At three ninety nine. It's a hard yeah. to imagine a better deal. Yeah, that's a deal. Really good deal. It's one the, of the same processor as the Pro. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're holding on to that uh, old iPhone 6 and you want to upgrade... We give yep. you permission. Go ahead and get the yeah. SE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's funny. I had actually, I had actually been tempted to go with the iPhone SE, but with the iPhone 12 just being later on this year. Yeah. I, and it's supposed to have the design that reminds you of the four. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know that has nothing to do, do it. <laughs> with everything about it. <laughs> Don't pretend like you know all my. Many, many one motives. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will have everyone on this podcast that if they don't think that having an iPhone 7 Plus for three to four years, that I won't buy the max option and configuration of the iPhone, they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they're wildly, wildly crazy if, they, <laughs> if they're under that delusion, I would say. <laughs> Well, and I gotta say, the first, like, so this kind of ties in since we went through the whole list of the iPhone, the iPhone 1 to now, which didn't take mm-hmm. too awful long. Now, we didn't talk about every feature of every iPhone. Um, people who cling to old tech, uh, besides myself, <laughs> I never used to. As many people on this podcast can attribute, I always used to be front runner of getting the new tech every single second. That's um, true. 
True. Uh, but there's some advantages to it. I will say with the iPhone 7, if I'm playing the advocate, the, the iPhone 8, there really wasn't much of a sting upgrade. Thing. The iPhone 10, it was done at the same time, but at that point, I had kind of like gotten over the withdrawal effect of having the new tech, and so I waited yet again to see if I could go another upgrade cycle, and so far it's just been a, a waning destination of when I want to get the new one. But I think the iPhone 12 will finally be the final rung in the bell that makes It's going to be the one. It's going to be the one. But the... now, I want to ask you this. When was the last time you saw someone use a flip Uh, it's uh, pretty common, I'd say. Especially my grandfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the more price-conscious people. Yep. Andy still has one right now, though he's thinking he might have to get a, uh, a smartphone, finally. My father has a smartphone, finally, after having flip phones for the longest time. <laughs> now, in general, would you, would you say that people who would use a flip phone would you feel an amount of irritation that they didn't have a smartphone? It it is kind of a little bit. There's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like it's 2020, guys. You should uh, join the revolution here that started yep. in 2007. But at the same time, I don't want to fault them because I realize, you know, there there are more factors that they may not care about new tech or, you know. It's their personal preference, so yeah. Or know. with their job, it, they might be kind of hard on phones, and so they don't want something that True. expensive that can't just be easily replaced. But my dad uses his now to monitor his uh, glucose levels. The oh, that's patch good. that's on his arm, he just holds up to there, and it does the reading, which is pretty sweet. See, I would if you'd asked me like five years ago, I probably would have the as now. But I think the only time it ever would bother me in the current day setting is that if uh, someone who was using a phone um, and saw me using a smartphone and said, oh, God, I hate those. Terrible. If you're going to go out of the way to bash someone using more current technology, that I think I would have. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You 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 hit my anger switch and we're gonna go rounds. <laughs> well, it kind of uh, makes me think of all the nut jobs they're burning in the five G cell towers because they think it causes coronavirus. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <the> coronavirus! <laughs> oh god! We've opened up a can of worms this podcast. <laughs> um, have. I can't imagine many. This was uh, more of a, but um, when we were in business together, a lot of people would use very, very old and outdated desktops. Now I notice that a lot of younger people on this podcast when they listen to what a desktop is, <laughs> but it's a computer. Get this, it doesn't go with. Yeah, it just basically <laughs> sits there like a paperweight. It's like wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a golden era of a time where desktops were the primary king everywhere you went and people call you up and say hey, can you help me fix my computer and then you go over their house yeah. and 
there would probably be a Dell desktop a sitting there. You know, more <laughs> often than not, it was a Dell desktop. Yep. So, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not because it's always nice to be able to reach out to someone who is savvy with technology to get a helping hand. And we love to do it. The more area of where I was going at is if you had an old update it. If you didn't want to go with a newer, faster desktop, if you didn't want to reach out to technology like an iPad or a MacBook Pro. Are you with me? I think so. You're cutting out some there, Marcus. Oh, sorry. Think, uh, My apologies. <laughs> about pushing people to upgrade and that sort of thing is what you're saying well yeah because like say if you're using an old technology and it just doesn't fit your lifestyle say if someone's using a desktop to uh basically send emails and browse the web um mm -hmm. where if they were to get an ipad they could all of that in such a smaller form factor but they don't want to use that because just no desktop does mm -hmm. Being a oh yeah fear of we had we pushed that we had to push that a lot and uh growing up in a Southeast Iowa rural area, people having older equipment and stuff, not wanting to upgrade or spend the money and yeah. the ever ending fight of trying to switch these people on windows over to a Mac or an iOS device. Cause it would uh, make things easier for them. Well, that's good. Brings us to our next two, because the one thing I would say that's worse about pe people who cling to old tech is being a person who understands technology in a, in a fast growing world, living and growing up in a small, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, and this is before I met either of you guys in college. I had no one to, uh, to talk about um, firmware and uh, the newest <laughs> iPhone that just came out. I told my dad, and he was talking. It's like, what are you talking about? Are you, are you like, about? Are you possessed? Are you <laughs> Is this a drug? drugs? <laughs> Get off the jazz cabbage exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you're you had a little bit of these discussions with your tech coordinator, but probably not too many people outside of him that you could have those discussions with, I'm guessing, Marcus. No, there was a small window with, with my tech coordinator at my high school, but that just gave me like looking through a keyhole. And it wasn't until <laughs> I got to college where I talk to people who are interested in things. Yep, yep. I did like that. Rights. Zach and I had each other to be able to conference with and we had our tech coordinator and we got our business started while in high school. But it was cool going to college and being around more people that you could talk about these things with <laughs> and learn some different things that you didn't know before because you're in a whole community of people that are interested in many of the same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's Indian Hills was my most favorite time. Yeah, I agree because back then we didn't have the huge presence that social media had. Facebook had just started in years previous, and even back then there was a huge community you could you know get together and kind of talk about. And so, especially in such a in such a what, Marcus. Oh, in such a small rural area. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and to, uh, to to make the point clear, um, if you uh, if you like technology different in any way, you were really hard pressed to find anyone who likes 
case, like say for instance, music. If you grew up in the Midwest, especially in a rural area, everyone and their dog listens to terrible, terrible country music. <laughs> the kind that makes you ears burn. Oh, and I'll let you guys have a have a. Uh, there was one time when I was growing up, we decided to build our own house as a family. Going from living in a double wide trailer in the country to living in a four, five bed, five bath house sounds amazing. But the whole year of building that house, every single day, we would listen to country music because it's what my <laughs> sisters wanted. To do. And I had a conversation with myself, the only one that I would never, as an adult, subject myself, even my worst enemies, to the kind of torture I was put through. And it's a promise I kept. (laughs) (laughs) It's like some, uh, you know, you can fall asleep to the country music channel and wake up racist, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, my sisters were looking better as soon as I started listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> you put your seed in my daughter's belly. belly. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say on a similar note, Pad Tights, you guys, music uh, subject we're talking about. When I first met Zach and Bailey, they had uh, seemed very productive, um, neat and trim uh-huh. gentlemen. Uh-huh. But um, I think it was we had went to uh, McDonald's to get a um, to get some coffee and grab some watched House, which is a very old sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bailey had started his Buick, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, My he Buick had started Regal. his Buick Regal, and he had plugged his iPhone in, which is also a very Yep, had to use the old uh, tape system to uh, <laughs> aux cable. And I'm pretty sure Tool by Shism, or no, Shism by Tool, sorry, had started <laughs> to play. And it was just a real big eye-turner to how different college was going to be for <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure it was a little bit of a shock that my music taste matching my uh, persona otherwise. Yes, yes, it was just... It was a huge eye-opener, and I couldn't express my admiration for you in politics because it just opened my world to say, hey, maybe everyone's going to you. Maybe it's going to be okay, 200-pound kid from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to say that you guys had um, had such a corner on rock and metal uh, before, as, as I had met you, there uh-huh. had been a little bit of a change there in your musical preferences, didn't there? I would call it a metamorphosis. A yeah, it degree, was a yeah. change. Yeah. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about it. Well, you go from listening to something like Slipknot pretty regularly to then going to something like the 21 Pilots and Tame Impala and, and <laughs> bands like that. And uh, <laughs> there, there's a little bit of a, a difference in those musical styles, you know. And yep. uh, it was we, Marcus we, who introduced us to those. Yeah. <laughs> Back the Spotify days. Yeah. Yes. 
that was what really culminated it because we had amassed our huge iTunes libraries, the mostly mm -hmm. rock and metal, a little bit of alternative, but it was more of the rocky alternative. Um, yeah, like a shiny toy gun, and uh, uh, probably not, not, yeah, maybe a little bit of Beck, maybe. Yep. Yeah, Beck, yeah, yeah, not as much Beck, but there was some Beck, uh -huh. I would say. And there was like bands throw out names like bullet for my valentine yep. there was uh chevelle mm, uh, chimera yeah disturbed <laughs> disturbed which we saw live the first concert that i saw was disturbed kill switch and lacuna coil yeah. in, in, in an inside venue my god the the mosh pit in there was crazy for our first concert <laughs> The the venue is probably no bigger than like a basketball. Like yeah, it was probably it was not very big. Small. It was crowded. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> packed. <laughs> and then you go to bands like Three Days Grace and you know uh, Shine Down, uh, things like that, which is our our main jam at the time, I would say. And then we come along. Marcus is like, guys, have you heard this thing called alternative? And and then he began to get us hooked on the the things of um, you know like uh, I don't uh, um, small pools that was good at the time American authors yeah Alt J um, yeah Alt J yep Capital uh, Cities oh yeah Capital Cities yep Andrew Court that's a yep. big one yeah <laughs> that's a big standout uh, Atlas Genius uh huh God it's the whole bunch Fashion Pit. Yeah, yeah. God, that's <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had never claimed. Um, I I loved that there was a, a sense of balance that where on one side back in 2010 you had subverted me to the Apple culture and upgrading my tech in that way, as then in 2014, 13, 14, I had moved you guys over to kind of yin and yanging. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we combined our essences, Marcus. We all soul bond. Slut dragon, slut, <laughs> slut dragon. You know, it's funny. Um, I I gotta say that there's no good way to merge our fourth and their topic. I think we've done a good job, first, second, third, fourth, but I have no idea how to merge our evolution of musical taste to the latest uh -huh. on news so i am just gonna hand that over and take it away what's going on with elon is he opening the freedom of factory or yeah i'd say so like uh he's uh opened uh the factory from what i hear um after yeah. a little bit of uh, a public battle with the local health officials in that county with a very public uh argument over uh twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah. which trying to over the last time yes yeah <laughs> elon has these moments of uh we'll call them issues. Elonisms. <laughs> yes elonisms uh <laughs> he was not really wanting to follow the public health advice of the government officials and was going to defy their order and reopening 
then they were able to come to an agreement, but they couldn't have done it like normally behind the scenes and come to an agreement. He had to make a show online, put I pressure on the government else officials. Uses Twitter like that. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> False. <laughs> Big news. Sad. Not funny. <laughs> so I, I think Elon is almost more of the original, almost that there's a little bit of the Elonness and Trumpism, the way that he would bully people via Twitter to get the things that he'd want. <laughs> mm-hmm. And have kind of these, I don't know, very public, uh, I don't know what you'd call disputes. Yeah, disputes. Um, I don't know. I, I really like them. You know, <laughs> just out. I don't. He just puts himself out there. It's like a big display. It's like a fireworks show. He yeah, just draws you, and you got to look at it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the I last. Mean, time. I mean, he's real big on science and everything else, but he just is not. Does not seem to be much into biology or uh that the, the public health obviously not a big uh concern of his he's more very looking out for his business side but like some people said i don't think it's money that motivates him it's just the goal of his business he's very goal yeah. orientated mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's got blinders on when it comes to much else yep yeah well, and, I, and to, to an agree i can i can respect that yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. Tesla is a company that's for the better good of the earth. And that's what he was kind of arguing for, that he wanted to get back to creating those vehicles. But I mean, every other auto manufacturer had shut down because of coronavirus to protect their employees. You have to make sure you have the proper uh, protections in place to protect your employees. Um, yeah, I agree. Do that. But I mean, it is for the better good. And you can really see some differences between Elon's companies. SpaceX is like, because they have to work with, with the government, they seem to be much more careful yeah. <laughs> in their, their PR and their relations versus Tesla. Yes, being a public company. And Elon just kind of does wild and whatever he wants to do, where everything's more thought out and methodical with SpaceX. And he's got like a number two there. That really helps him out. I think the SpaceX <laughs> stuff that kind of keeps it much yeah. more level. And Elon's like a mad dog. He would know. <laughs> Ball, if he caught it. <laughs> um, and then uh, SpaceX actually delayed the launch um, until Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. What were they yep. launching? I can't remember. Do you want to go a little bit on that, Carl? Exactly. Yeah, it, uh, so the the Dragon is going to send its first crewed mission to the space station because before they had just been using the uh, Dragon, the capsule, to uh, send um, just supplies to the space station. And uh, now will be, if successful, it will mark a successful and historical event of, you know, sending uh, astronauts to the International Space Station from U.S. soil in the better part of a decade so that's a pretty big deal. Uh, the The launch was supposed to happen previously this week. Um, help me out on the date, guys. Was it yeah, Wednesday? Wednesday? Was it yesterday. Yeah, but it got scrapped due to weather. And then uh, Sunday, I believe, is the yep. date which they plan to relaunch. So 
odds in their favor. I hope it works out for them. It's it's very exciting to have that happen and not be relying on foreign governments to do that anymore. It's pretty cool. And space. Yep, we had been X- reliant on Russia for the, almost the last decade yeah. to get us to space. Suck it, commies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dirty commies. And first private company to yes. take people to. Yep. Yeah. To the United States. Yeah. It's, it's successful. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> Huge deal. And if you can like send people to space in a fraction of the cost of traditional ways, that's a big big win for everybody with reusable so. components am i right yep yeah yep and that, i think that was a big thing that kind of opened my eyes too because i never really like wrapped my mind around the cost of what it was to send people into space or just even um rockets into space and mm-hmm. i never really had like thought about like being able to reuse the components i thought that you know once it was done it was done it how it worked but then when elon came about and that hey, let's reuse this shit. Yeah, it seems like such an easy thing to think about, but I can't believe he actually did it. Yep. Yeah, it's a yep. very hard problem, but they're <laughs> they've almost got it down to a T now. They're able to recover <laughs> them so well. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's hope the launch goes well on Sunday. That'll be uh, pretty cool. I'm sure we'll all be glued to that, watching the, the live stream as it happens. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Elon has unlocked the first of 12 possible stock optional works. Um, it was from that uh, compensation plan, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. Ver Tesla finally met some financial goals of theirs that opened up some uh, payment for Elon. Because <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make it very... Um, on a progress driven, or how you'd say that, where uh, yeah. his compensation is very much tied to how well Tesla does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's definitely like, hasn't he bankrolled Tesla from? Um, well, he's supplanted them from not having to bankrupt themselves numerous times. Yeah, he's poured a lot of his own money into getting Tesla rolling yep. and going. Before it went public. Yeah, during even the worst times to have started car companies. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. in 2008. Yep. <laughs> so we talked a little bit earlier about how uh, <laughs> Elon is kind of like Trump and how he gets um, to his battles uh, fighting them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, and this is for the people who are listening to the We'll know that two-thirds of the members of this podcast are 85 to 95, Bailey, political. I don't know (laughs) anything about politics. (laughs) I want to submit my application right now and hand it over to Bailey, our senior (laughs) political advisor. About <laughs> correspondent. Yes, we're going to send over to Mr. Bailey on Trump versus the so-sold media company. I know there's a lot going on. I don't know what it is. Bailey does. Take it away. 
Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> so as we are talking about Elon, kind of being like Trump and Twitter, uh, we're going to move into another topic within social media. And that has to do with our dear President Donald J. Trump signing an executive order today, which is Thursday, May 28th, targeting social media companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Google. Um, over the Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, some of you have probably heard of this if you listen to any of the other tech podcasts. Um, Maybe the Vergecast. The Vergecast, <laughs> Recode, Decode. <laughs> it's on quite a bit of them. Um, but it's the pivotal internet law that provides the social media companies with broad legal immunity from the content that's posted by their uh, users, by their customers. And so he's signing an executive order to kind of lessen the protections um, under the Section 230 um, so that they won't have as much protection about what people post on um, these companies' platforms. Um, and the whole reason, the whole ridiculous reason that he's doing this right now is because Twitter finally decided to fact check two of the president's tweets where he made false and misleading claims about mail-in voting and voter fraud. Uh, and all Twitter did was label them with a link leading users to additional reporting and information um, about this topic. <laughs> and he goes off crazy, and now he wants to sign this executive order, which to me is like biting the hand that feeds. <laughs> so you're saying he uses quite a bit, and he should be grateful for Yes, yes. He's, he's, <laughs> and he's claiming with his executive order that they're, these companies are infringing on his free speech by fact-checking him. <laughs> New <This> president. People's <laughs> ethnicities will be safe. One. Yes, there'll be no uh, killing of black unarmed men. And, yes, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Last thing we freaking need. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, I think that will conclude our episode, episode four of the Examcast. Uh, tune in next time to hear from me, Bailey Burchett. You can find me on the Twitters at Bailey Burchett. And Zach. Hi, guys. You can follow me, yeah, <laughs> on uh, the Twitters as well, uh, at Zach Hamburg. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just like it sounds, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. And hey, guys, check uh, out for me, Mark Smith, on Twitter as well. I'll have to read it because, you know, I could get away from Trump. He's just always tweeting. But I will reach out <laughs> for you, my little man, at, at Smithitious. Um, it is exactly not how it sounds, but if you type in Smith, you'll usually find it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and from all of us, stay safe, and we'll be back next week. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>